Hello and welcome to A Journey of Clarity, a personal exploration of getting in tune with yourself and in tune with others with your host, Dr. Nathaniel Costilla. This is a journey of emotional and spiritual awareness, of discovery what life truly means, and a clear shift from an ego-driven world to a meaning-driven world. I believe we can become more in tune with our thoughts, our emotions and our spirituality. And as we do that, we will make better decisions, have deeper connections, more fulfillment and even more joy. This is a bit of clarity. Well, good day. Nathaniel here with episode 15. I'm so excited. I can't believe we got to episode 15 already. And some of you have been so wonderful to us and I'm so grateful because you've already given us five stars on Apple Podcasts. This means a lot to us because Apple ranks this podcast better and better as we get those five stars, and it encourages other people to listen to this and watch this. Also, a huge thank you to those who share this content, both on YouTube and other platforms, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify because that's how we get the word out there. So really, really grateful for all all of you. If you haven't done so, you know what you need to do. Just go on Apple Podcasts or on Google. Give us those five-star ratings because they mean a lot to us. Do write a bit of a feedback, some comments. Encourage others to also watch this material or listen to it because I think it's pretty good. And if you think it's good also, you know, but listen listen to me. Only if you genuinely believe it is worth five stars. If you don't believe it's worth five stars, uh, just keep it to yourself, all right? (laughs) Don't give us four stars or three stars, please. All right, we're going to get started in today's episode, and I've got some really important stuff. But before that, I want to share with you some of the challenges that I went through this morning. So I set the alarm uh, up for four o'clock this morning. It's quite early, I know, but uh, it's the only way I can get to do this content and prepare for this show. So four o'clock this morning, but you got to understand yesterday I had a full game of soccer, football, uh, in other places of the world. I, I still think it's football because the ball is round. Uh, but in Australia, football has been uh, stolen, this word, uh, a word for Aussie rules, which is a footy, which is an oval ball. Depends where you are in the world. Uh, so they call football soccer in Australia. That's what I play. I play masters. That that means I'm over 35, and I won't tell you exactly how old I am, but I am over 35. So I play in this league where, um, you know, we're a bit older and we have more fun enjoying the game. But it's really challenging on our body. We had training on Wednesday night, and um, that was really, really hard in the sense that it was hot, it was humid, and uh, the coach really pushed us to the limits. And then yesterday we had our first game. Now this is preseason. We still have a couple of months before the season starts. We haven't played yet and we are all rusty, including myself. You know, my mind thinks it can do stuff. It can do the sprints. My body just won't get there. (laughs) You know, you shoot and you think you got to hit the target and the ball just goes somewhere else totally. Really, really um, strange experience. So we played a friendly game yesterday just to, to get the ball rolling. And um, uh, I didn't have match fitness. I could have a bit of fitness for running, but to have match fitness, it's a totally new new game. And I wasn't ready for this, but uh, I had a good game overall. Ran a lot, uh, scored a goal. We finished 3-3, which was a good result. Uh, But I also had a knock in the back 
uh, as I challenged the ball and collided with the goalkeeper. And, you know, goalkeepers are usually big boys that can reach far and wide. So he gave me a really good knock in the back and I was flattened and out of breath for about three and a half seconds, but recovered uh, only to find out this morning that I could hardly move, I could hardly get out of bed. And even I woke up during the night a couple of times with pain. It will go. But why, uh, why am I setting all this up? I'm setting all this up to give you an understanding of how the ego works. Because today we are uh, talking about a very, very important topic called ego management. Ego management. Can you actually manage your ego? Well, it's gonna, we're going to go deep today. So if you're driving at the moment with somebody or if somebody else is near you, just say, Nathaniel is going deep right now, so get ready. Maybe you're jogging, I don't know, maybe you're on a treadmill or something. doesn't really matter. Just think that today we're going deep. But before we go deep, I'm going back to my scenario and my challenges of this morning. So, I have the perfect scene for me to rest. So my ego, when the alarm went on at 4 o'clock in the morning, said to me, Nathaniel, you're tired, your body is tired, you have pain in the back. Why don't you just put it off? Why don't you rest for another half an hour? What's half an hour going to do? So that's the ego. Now, I know in my spirit and in my goodness part of me, in the good part of me, that I have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning in order to get those 2-3 hours that I need to prepare the content for this show. Otherwise, this show is not going to happen. So the ego is fighting with Nathaniel at 4 a.m. in the morning to get up. Also, I know that there is so much pain that I could hardly get out of bed, and that would mean to go downstairs and start stretching and easing myself into the day. So that was my first hurdle. My first encounter with my ego was at 4 a.m. this morning in getting up. So what did I do? Well, I got up. I didn't listen to my ego. I ignored my ego. I let it uh, sleep on or do whatever. I, I just didn't give in to my ego. I woke up and I went to the bathroom and I started my day. Now, it wasn't long after that my ego kicked in again. And this time when I went into the shower. Now, I normally have cold showers. And to most people, cold showers are not pleasant. I know they're good for me. I love cold showers in the fact I don't like the sensation of the water, the cold water hitting my back or my head, my skull. But I know it's good for me and I love the freshness and I love the refreshing that it does to me. I love, love the way that it gets me into the present moment and it grounds me and resets me really fast. So uh, I know it's good for me, right? But the ego said to me in that very moment, Nathaniel, you've got pain in the back from the accident, from yesterday, from the collision with the keeper. Why don't you just have a hot shower and make it comfortable for you? Maybe that will ease the pain in your back. So I went to the shower and I'm about to turn on the tap and the ego is fighting with me. I'm not talking to my ego. Look, I'm, I'm not talking to myself, but the, 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 the little monkey in there is trying to influence me, right? So what do I do? 
I turn on the tap on cold water and I just blast it and I go for it and I have a cold shower, even though my ego wanted to have a hot shower. So that was my second challenge, my second little fight with the ego. Why am I saying all this? Because this sets up the scene for what I'm about to talk about. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Anyway, all right, so you've got your notes. If, you, if, you, if you're new with us and you haven't seen this before, let me tell you there are show notes that go with this teaching, with this show that we do, with the, this podcast or videocast. And in the links, you will find the show notes. If not, you can go to our website, eq.org.au. That's eq.org.au. And you will find the show notes in there in the podcast. So today, we will develop an understanding about ego management. Ego management. If you remember in episode 7, we spoke about ego. Having a self-awareness of the ego. An ego awareness. So if you haven't watched or if you haven't listened to episode seven, it'd be good to listen to that, to have that awareness first before you can learn how to manage your ego. So the understanding of ego management, ego management refers to our ability to manage our mind construct of instinctual desires, selfish wishes, and our flesh-driven pleasures. So remember, the ego is what we construct in our mind about the impulses that come from our selfish desires and our fleshly desires and our body desires and our primary desires in our life. It's how we process these things in the mind. So today, when we want to manage this, I will show you and I will teach you how to manage this in your mind how to construct this, how to deal with these things that happen in your head when you make the decisions. Um, I've put there a section about us being a spiritual being or even or ego-driven beings. Now, most of the learning that you will find out there about the ego will have to do with the self. And there will be in positive psychology, different schools of thought, one of them will say, you know, you can have a healthy sense of ego and an unhealthy sense of ego. You can have a, a healthy sense of ego where you can um, manage yourself really well and channel that uh, ego into the positive uh, direction. And obviously, you don't want to give in to the negative direction of your ego. What I want to do here today is I want to go a lot deeper than that. And I don't think you can just separate healthy ego and unhealthy ego. I think ego is an issue in itself. And if we don't deal with this properly, if we, if we don't go deep, we will just come back to the same problem and problem over and over again. So the tools that I will give you and the uh, insights that I will give you today are quite deep, but very important because these will set you up for a way for you to manage and deal with your ego, which is very, very important. So, at the very core of our human existence, we are made of spirit, soul, and body. We are three parts. Some people think that there's only two parts, but we are three parts. We are spiritual beings first, then we have the soul, and then we have the body. So, a lot of people don't even want to go down the spiritual path, but if you remember even Abraham Maslow's, uh, hierarchy of needs. Even after 17 years of teaching about 
the uh, hierarchy of needs, he came up with the top uh, need, which was self-transcendence, uh, self which means that there has to be something outside ourselves which influences us to do good. And that is that divine, that spiritual part of cosmos, of the universe. It's that God part of the universe that we need to be in tune with. So we are spiritual beings. Whether you've ignored us or accepted us or you flow with us, just know this. We are spiritual beings. We have a soul and we have a body. And our spirit fights with our ego to look after our soul. And I'll explain this with you a bit, to you a bit uh, uh, in depth. Our spirit, as I said, is the part of us that self-transcends and is guided by other spiritual forces who influence us, good or bad. So our spirit connects with the spiritual world. And it, our spirit, it is influenced by the spiritual world, either for good or for evil. Obviously, we can be influenced by God, by God's spirit, or by other spirits. Uh, they can be camouflaged as good spirits, but in effect, they're all evil spirits. So the only good spirit can only be God's spirit. The other is spirits are not good spirits, they are evil spirits. Now, our soul, the soul is the core of our existence. The soul is made up of three parts, our mind, our will, and our emotions. So our mind, our will, and our emotions are part of our soul. And this is where our ego is processed. This is where the ego hits, and this is where we rationalize what's going on. This is where we make the decision. We make the decision in our mind, through our will, and through our emotions. So just remember, decisions are made in the soul most of the time. And then we have our body, depending on, on the size and the width and the height and <laughs> the make. Our body is our earthly house, our earthly house or vessel that hosts our being. That, you know, this is the body that keeps our being inside it. Our ego will work mostly from here to protect us. So our ego comes from mainly our body desires and it is designed to protect us in the mind, emotionally and also physically. So, uh, coming back to this morning's example for myself, when I woke up in the morning, uh, my spirit, which was, let's say, uh, in tune with the divine, and because I have that identity, and because I have that desire and priority in my life to wake up at four and do the things that are important for me today, that was the, the higher calling for me for this decision. My body um, and the ego work together to convince my soul, convince me in the mind, in the will and emotions, that my body is not ready for this, that my body prefers to rest, that my body prefers comfort, that my body prefers to protect itself, but in a, in a sense it's a lie, just to bring me that pleasure, that temporary comfort and pleasure. So the fight was between the spirit and the ego. So who wins? Who do you give in to, obviously? So if I give in to the ego, the ego wins. If I give in to the spirit, spirit the ego shuts itself. So you can't beat the ego just by nullifying the ego. You beat the ego by choosing a higher uh, calling, a higher, a better calling, a, a more important calling. 
So when you make a decision, you're saying yes to something which is far greater than what the ego wants. So when you put these two in balance, that is nullified and this is um, expanded, if you want it. So how do you overcome the ego? Well, you can do it two ways. You can do it in small steps or you can do it in a massive and immediate action. So in small steps, and I mentioned this in chapter 7 as well or in episode 7, you can overcome your ego with these three small steps. Number one is choose love because ego acts out of fear. And the opposite of fear is not courage, but the opposite of fear is love. Go back to episode 7 where I talk more about this. When you choose love, your ego vanishes. It just disappears. It dies. So choose love. Number two, choose others. Focus on making others successful. Life is not about you or is not just about you. You will only be fulfilled in life when you give yourself to others. Give your life away and you will win it. Hold on to it and you will lose it. So choose love, number one. Number two, choose others. And number three, choose gratitude. Ego's job is to defend itself in being selfish. It's always about me. It's about what do I get. It's about my entitlements. But if I choose to see the best in every situation, if I choose gratitude, if I choose to be thankful in every situation, my ego is quenched. So you can do it in three small steps. As I said, choose love, choose others, and choose gratitude. And these are very important. Or I give you something better. Overcome your ego by taking a daily, massive, and immediate action. And I call this DMIA, DMIA, D-M-I-M-A, right? D-M-I-A-I-A, sorry, D-M-A-I-A. Daily, massive, and immediate action. Daily, massive, and immediate action. D-M-A-I-A, all right? What does it mean to take daily, massive, and immediate action? It means to kill your ego daily. You know, there's a lot of school of thoughts who say that you cannot kill your ego. And in a way, they are right. They are right because your ego pops up all the time when you least expect it. It's like a spring-loaded door that just shuts in your face all the time. But there is a key to this, which a lot of people in positive psychology have missed. And the key is this. You can kill your ego on daily basis. You can't kill it for good, but you can kill it every day. And I'll explain this. So you can kill it every time it pops up. You can deal with it by killing it. You can manage it by killing it. You can manage it by negotiating with it. You can manage it by talking to it, but you can manage it by killing it Every time it pops up, it's almost like you nip it in the bud. When the bud pops up, you take your scissors and cut it off. And then another bud will pop up on the other side of the branch, you cut it off, all right? So you've got to, number one, kill your ego daily. Your ego is a mind construct of a selfish desire. Just know this, have this awareness that it's something that you construct in your mind to defend your selfish desire, to defend your fleshly desire, 
to defend your ego. You create this construct in your mind and all these uh, arguments in your mind to defend what you want, okay? So the moment you start defending and negotiating with yourself and with your ego, you lose the battle. Let me tell you a secret. Your ego is stronger than you. It has survived all these years, whether you are 30, 40, 50, 60, doesn't really matter even if you're 15. Your ego has been with you all this time. It has survived, it has influenced you, sometimes more, sometimes less, but it has been with you. It is a part of you. Your ego is a part of you. Just know this, be aware of this. But if you give in to your ego, if you start negotiating, if you start talking to your ego, you will lose the battle. As, you know, sometimes you might win a little bit of an argument, most of the time you will lose the battle. Your ego is stronger than you. Your only chance is to kill it every time it pops up, every day. So this is the secret that most positive uh, TED Talkers will never tell you. And some of them know it and some of them don't. So I'm giving you a key to life right now. If you are going to live this, in this life without being driven by your ego, but driven, driven by divine influence, you must, this is your job, this is your duty. Your duty is to kill the ego every time it pops up, and you've got to do this on a daily basis. No one will do this for you. You must do this for yourself, and you've got to do it all the time, and this has to become a healthy habit where you kill the ego every single day, and or every time it pops up. So that means you have an awareness that, you know, this is the ego talking, and I'm not listening to it. This is the ego influencing me, and I'm not giving it into it. So for example, if somebody wrongs you, your ego will say, well, go defend yourself. Write them an email, send them a text, give them a phone call, give them a piece of you, you know, tell them, you know, tell them what you think about it. On the other side, if you are influenced by a higher power, if you're influenced by God, if you have a divine spiritual awareness, you choose to forgive that person. And in the moment that you choose to forgive that person, you've killed the ego. You see, when you chose a divine result, a divine solution, you immediately kill the ego. And when you kill the ego, you receive everything that comes with the package of that divine solution. You get inner peace, you get a beautiful result, you get, you know, a, a low level, no stress at all. And in that forgiveness, you feel empowered, you feel loved, and you move on. Otherwise, you go deeper and deeper. The ego will say, well, then do this, then take your revenge on that person, then you show them, you prove to them. And man, this, this will just go in a downward, a downward spiral that will just create stress and anxiety. And you'll channel all your energy in sorting out a problem which you could have dealt with, not in your ego, but in your spirit. And you would have sorted that out. So that's what I say, kill your ego and do it daily. Don't let it pop up, right? And number two there, how to overcome your ego, live in the spirit daily. So don't live in the ego, don't be driven by the ego, but learn to live in the spirit daily. There are two major forces at play in your life. In your soul, that is, your spirit and your ego. As I said, just imagine this is your soul right here, and you have two forces. One is the spirit, which is the godly part, and one is your ego. Now, 
you can't listen to both of them at the same time. They, they can influence you, but you've got to decide who you follow. When you open the door to listen to the Spirit of God, your ego dies. That door is shut away. When you listen to your ego, you don't get divine revelation. You don't get the divine input, and you are driven by your ego. So you live a selfish life. So you've got to choose your soul, your mind, will, and emotions are influenced by either your ego, which is your fleshly desires, or the spirit, which is a higher desire, which is way beyond yourself. So you got to choose who influences you and who you give in to. So I said your soul is driven by your spirit, which is guided by the spirits outside yourself, be it God's spirit or evil spirits, or your ego. You choose who you give in to everyday decisions. So living in the spirit means you live by higher values, by stronger identity, and by divine standards. So when, when you have this fight within yourself, you got to choose. Do I listen to the spirit, obviously the spirit of God, or do I listen to an evil spirit, or obviously do I listen to the self? These are the forces at play in our lives, in our every decision. Now, I want you to have an awareness of this next time you make a decision. And then based on that awareness, begin to manage how you deal with your ego. As I said, the ego will pop up just like mushrooms after the rain, like weeds. You know, it just pops every day, every day, every morning when you wake up, your ego is alert and awake and ready to influence you right from the very awakened moment. Now, you got a choice. Do you listen to that? Or do you listen to your spirit? Do you listen to the divine power that is at work in your life? Can you fine-tune you know, your ears, your spiritual ears, your spiritual eyes to see and hear that divine influence in your life that will take you to a higher level of living? Now, this is not easy to do. Nothing is easy in this world. Nothing worth doing is easy, right? But this is if you can make this shift in your life, this is the greatest shift that you can make for yourself. There's too many selfish people out there. There's too many ego-driven people out there. So imagine if you can get out of yourself and allow something which is far greater, you know, the Spirit of God to guide your life. I mean, imagine that. Imagine the values. Imagine the priorities. Imagine the, the standards that you will have. Imagine your, your morality. Imagine your, your, your ethical ways of dealing in life. Imagine your family values, imagine your relationship values, imagine the way you relate with people, the way you love people, the way you forgive people, the way you deal in business, the way you deal with colleagues at work. Everything changes if you learn to manage and deal with your ego. And the best way to manage and deal with your ego is to kill it, to mortify it. Every time it pops up, there is no other way, there's not a healthy way to deal with your ego. Because ego will take the better of you and will destroy you. So I hope that, you know, I hope this lands really well with you. And even though we went quite spiritual here, we are spiritual beings. We are not just, you know, flesh and bones. You got to understand and everybody will tell you if you, if you, if you push the limits in positive psychology, if you push the limits in emotional intelligence, they will tell you that the, somewhere along the path you have to deal with your spirit. So I'm dealing with, with the spiritual part along the way with you. I'm holding your hand as we go through this uh, journey of discovery because I want you to become more 
uh, of a professional human being. I want you to be fully alive, fully awake, so you're aware of who you are, what you're doing in this earth, what's the purpose of everything, and where you're going. So it would be unfair for me to discard this part about uh, our spiritual side. So I bring this in uh, with no apology in the sense because I'm here to invest in you. I want the very best for you and I want you to be fully human, fully aware and fully awake and fully pretty much in control of what's going on in your life. So there's an application part here which says make a list of 10 choices made in a day, any day. So look at 10 choices you've made, let's say today or you're making today, and ask yourself whether each choice was driven by your spirit or by your ego. That's it. Just look. Did I make this choice based on what I want, you know, or a higher calling or a nobler calling? Was it just about me? Even though I may have packaged it nicely. Like I've done things for my wife, for example, but they had to do with me. They weren't done for her. They were done for her, but to, to appease myself or to satisfy myself. It was about me. It wasn't about her. It's like saying to the kids, let's go to the park to play. But in effect, I want to go to the park and do my stretches and do my exercises, but I'm bringing them along and I'll let them play in the playground. But in effect, I'm going to the park to do my stretches and my exercises. I shoot two rabbits with one bullet. But in effect, going to the park, it wasn't about the kids. It wasn't about spending time with them. It wasn't about uh, playing with them. It was about satisfying my ego, going to the park and doing my stretches and my pilates or whatever exercise that I want to do. So I've got to be very honest and raw with myself to see my attitude, to see what's behind every decision that I make. Is that decision uh, from a higher perspective, from a higher calling, from a spiritual side, or is that decision based on what I want, my ego? By the way, the word ego means I or myself. So, uh, what can you do next time to ensure, to ensure you're not ego-driven? So, after you, uh, you've looked at these 10 decisions that you've made, whether they were driven by the Spirit or whether they were driven by your ego, ask yourself, what can I do next time to overcome my ego? What can I do next time when that decision comes to make sure that I'm not driven by the ego? So, I really hope that um, this exercise will help you get out of yourself, get out of your ego. I'm quite harsh today and I'm pressing you to understand this because you will have a happier life. You will make better decisions. You have clearer ways of dealing in life. You know, your wife and your husband will notice this and your children will notice this when you get out of your ego. And this is the greatest shift that you can do in your life for yourself and for those around you. There's too many selfish people out there too many egocentric people out there and you deal with these people all the time, please don't be one of them. You shift first, you move first, you be a model for others to follow and live your life driven by the Spirit. Well, this is it for another episode. I can't wait to see you next time. Just remember to, to get out there and share this with other people and we will see you next time when we deal with something just as important. It's always wonderful to be with you. I'm Dr. Nathaniel Costilla and I thank you so much for joining me on this journey of clarity through emotional and spiritual awareness. If you feel blessed by this presentation, please subscribe, rate, comment and share it wherever you're enjoying it. And until next time, this was a bit of clarity.